I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Let me uh, beg for your help once more before we get into this next conversation. I received a message via Facebook the other day that got me thinking, and it was uh, on the topic of how I end my show each day. I'm going to pull back the curtain for a second. I need your help uh, working back here. So uh, the the big shots in this business, they, at the end of each of their uh, broadcasts, they sign off in some trademark and uh, important way. Uh, they all do. I mean, Murrow, uh, they've all done it. And that's the way it was. Uh, all of those people have something cool like that. Well, I, as I have wrapped up each day's show here, on, on as I've started this new gig, uh, I have just kind of gotten to the end of my thought, uh, let you know that Jeff Kaplan was coming up next, and I sign off and say goodbye for the day. Uh, but this Facebook message uh, suggested that I come up with something more uh, of a trademark, something that uh, summarizes the show and my attitude towards it. Anyway, uh, I want your help. Help me come up with something. At the end of the program today, uh, we're going to play some of these voicemails and your suggestions. The number is 801-575-7668. I'd love to hear your suggestions on how I ought to sign off of the program each day. 801-575-7668 is the number. I'd be uh, very grateful to you if you would call in. Now, on to the conversation at hand. We uh, have been following the race for the governor's mansion since it started, since the very first candidate declared their desire to seek that office. We have been covering it here on uh, this program and on this station. Here in Utah, uh, there are interesting ways and various ways, uh, thanks to SB 54, to go about uh, getting uh, on the at least the, the ballot. And to become the Republican nominee for governor, one of the options available to folks is to seek signatures. Uh, 28,000 is the requirement. You go out, you collect them. If you get them, you then turn them into the lieutenant governor's office. Uh, They are uh, then scrutinized. And if you meet uh, certain requirements, they become certified. And once you meet the threshold, you are guaranteed a spot uh, as a Republican nominee for governor here in the state of Utah. Uh, Thomas Wright has met that threshold, and he joins us now. Sir, how are you? Great, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, you got any suggestions on how I should uh, wrap up each day's program? Uh, I'm going to think about it. I was brainstorming here. I made a couple notes, so I'll reach out to you okay. and let you know what I think. Yeah, very good, very good. I have some thoughts for you, for sure. T- tell me, what, uh, what's your campaign up to? What were you able to accomplish here recently? Well, the last of our signatures were verified yesterday, and that means Thomas Wright and Rob Bishop, the ticket for governor and lieutenant governor, is now officially the first campaign on the ballot, uh, June 30th, for in the race for governor. And we're just really excited about that. I'm proud of our team, our families, and everyone that's helped us be the first one to be on the ballot this June. And, uh, yeah, we're just really excited, kind of celebrating that milestone. 
and now really excited about looking forward to getting to know Utah's better. What does it mean to be the first to uh, to cross that threshold? What does it say about your campaign? Well, I mean, I know the other campaigns are out working hard, and, and we're all doing the same thing, and there's a lot of great people on all the campaigns. Uh, but we were just excited that we were able to get it done. And, you know, you know that the threshold is really high, 28,000 signatures in a two months or so period is a lot. And, you know, when you're first, that means that those 28,000 signatures can't be used by somebody else. And so it's, in a lot of ways, it's a relief, and it kind of points out some of the challenges with the system right now. And, you know, I've been critical of it, uh, having been a participant in it. But, you know, when you're first, you get those 28,000 done. And, you know, if somebody else turns in those same names, they won't be counted and they'll have to go out and get more signatures. So it's kind of more of a relief in this kind of messy system that we find ourselves with. So talk to me a little bit about this uh, this system. I know that you, among other candidates who are seeking signatures, uh, chose to take that route while also holding your nose. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, I think participating in the process has allowed me to generate new ideas for how we can make this better and more transparent in the future. And so, you know, being a participant in something gives you firsthand experience. And I have some serious concerns with the way that we're uh, gathering signatures and way, the way we're accessing the ballot. Um, first is the signature gathering process really favors people that either can self-finance or can raise a lot of money. And I don't believe that that should be a threshold for running for public office. Any American, any citizen should be able to step up and be able to run and compete with their ideas. And it should not be dependent on money. So that's kind of the first one. The second is, I don't see a big correlation between gathering signatures and connecting people with voters. Uh, You you know, you're on their doorstep, you're asking for their signature, you or your volunteer, or somebody that you're paying to do it. And I don't see a big connection between them getting to know you and them signing uh, an initiative. So I think we can work on that. And, and, And then the other thing is, is, look, we got seven Republicans running now for governor. One of us is going to win with a plurality, meaning less than a majority of the votes. And I'm not sure that that's healthy. I think that we should figure out a system where there's a clean, clear winner at the end. Let me ask you this, uh, and I think it's a question that demands asking. You uh, are very critical of this process, and you uh, participated in it. You're the first to complete it. Uh, how are you able to reconcile this, uh, your, your actions and your attitudes? Well, I mean, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily create the rules, right? And I'm running for governor. And so you have to use all the tools available to you in a race that's as competitive as this. I owe that to my family who's sacrificing a lot in my run and the people that are supporting me to use all the tools in the toolbox. And so, you know, I've said to people, I don't want to play Scrabble with five letters while my opponents are playing with seven letters. And so I may not like the, the, some of the things that we're doing, and I may not like some of the processes, but I'm not going to turn my back on them and jeopardize the race because I think the race should be about ideas. It should be about who has the best vision for the future of Utah and who has the experience and the leadership capabilities to get those things done. And so I wanted to use all the tools in the toolbox, but I don't mind speaking up and saying when I think things could be improved. And I can guarantee people if they vote for Thomas Wright and Rob Bishop, that we will look at this election process from start to finish, and we will make it easier to understand for the public. We'll make it cleaner, 
and we'll do that with all the voices uh, that are at the table, and we'll, we'll we'll figure out how to make a clear, concise winner at the end of it. All righty. Uh, let me ask you this. The process of gathering signatures, it costs money, it costs manpower, it costs your attention. Uh, you've now checked your box. Where do you turn your attention now? Oh, well, we're, we are dead serious about the caucus convention system. Rob Bishop and I are both former state party chairmen. We believe in the caucus convention system. We have a lot of friends in the Republican Party. And now we are, we'll continue to travel the state, all 29 counties. We will meet with people in their homes. We'll take the state delegate process really seriously and connect with them. And we look forward to a successful convention uh, in April for the Utah Republican Party. All right, very good. Thomas Wright, candidate for governor, first to qualify uh, for the Republican uh, ballot to get on as the Republican nominee after uh, having certified the requisite number of signatures. Uh, sir, grateful to you for your time. Good luck to you out there. Thanks for having me on, Lee. Have a great day. And, and send me those notes on how to wrap up each show. I, I look forward will, to yeah. those. All I, right. I've got my iPad here. I'm going to send them to you. No all right. Doubt. Very good. you got about 20 minutes, and then we're going to uh, share all those ideas. <laughs> okay. I, I like media deadlines. I do my best. That's the way. Uh, all right. Thomas Wright, candidate for governor. Grateful to you uh, for joining us. Uh, we are, we've essentially, as talking to producer Amy about this, we have uh, now kind of entered our second round of uh, touch and base with each of the candidates uh, as they enter into kind of new chapters of their uh, candidacy. We spoke to Amy Winder Newton recently, who is uh, of herself running for governor. Uh, she had an announcement to make regarding her attitude towards education. We uh, just now wrapped up a conversation with Thomas Wright, candidate for governor, uh, running alongside Congressman Rob Bishop uh, as he, uh, for the first time uh, here during this cycle, has uh, secured his position as a Republican nominee for governor uh, after gathering all those signatures. So we're going to continue to follow the the governor's race. Of course, it's a, a very important position here in the state. It has great impact on the way things are run here, and it is important to stay apprised. And we'll do our best here on this program uh, to make sure that uh, that you have at least access to these candidates, to know what they're thinking, uh, to know what they're uh, doing. In the next segment, we're going to do something a little bit different. I've been telling you that we are going to pay some attention on how I wrap up the program each day. If I come up with a new uh, like slogan or, or sign-off tagline type of thing. I've been putting a lot of thought into it. All of this uh, was kicked up because of a suggestion on uh, Facebook. And so we're going to take some time, uh, talk about that. And more importantly, I want to hear uh, from you. I want to get some of your suggestions. We've already gathered a number of them, have a great list of cool suggestions. I'm going to play those for you at the end of the program, but I'm interested uh, in, in getting more from you. 801-575-7668 is the phone number. You call in. Uh, just take a moment uh, and give me some of your suggestions on how I ought to wrap up and sign off the program each day. Folks like Walter Cronkite, uh, Edward R. Murrow, Dan Rather, uh, they had all kinds of things. Uh, uh, cool things that they would say. Here's Dan Rather. And that's part of our world tonight. Dan Rather for the CBS Evening News. Remember that one? Here's Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. So that's what I'm looking for. I need one of those for myself. Uh, I, uh, the number, 801-575-7668. Call in. Give me your suggestion. I'll share those with you at the end of the program. And then afterwards, uh, producer Amy and I uh, will put our heads together. And maybe uh, starting next week, I'll have something new to wrap up the show with each day. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about some of the stories uh, we haven't yet gotten to on today's program. Some fascinating stuff. Producer Amy has a list to share with us after the break here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.